I'm saying save it. It's not hard to kill somebody. You can you can kill somebody pretty easy if yeah if you have the mindset for it. March 15, 1994, in Daytona Beach, Florida. How did you meet John Roberts? I met him at the bar. He gave me his phone number, and I called him up. It was later on, just he seemed like an all right guy. Gary Ray claims at Robert's house, something unexpected happened. I went to his house, and I walked in his, to his living room. He said, there's some videos there. If you want to watch a video, watch a video. So I put one of the videos in. What came on the screen, it just, it shocked me. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It just totally freaked me out. That video triggered a memory that I had blocked out of me being a little kid. The switch went on and, you know, and that was it. And I just snapped. Gary Ray Bowles has just killed his first victim, John Roberts. I guess it just opened up a monster. Allegedly spurring him onto a mission to kill. I was on a real adrenaline high. And from there on, it was just downhill rage. Savannah, Georgia. Seven weeks after the murder of John Roberts. The Savannah Golf and Country Club. It's an old Savannah institution. It's a very nice golf course in the east side of the city. And it's somewhat odd that we would get a call about a deceased person being there. It doesn't look like he had a heart attack. And things are not looking very good. Blood was noted coming from his mouth. He suffered a fair amount of trauma to the face and the head area. Something violent took place. Some other investigators arrived. One or two detectives and a patrol officer commented, that looks like Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley was a World War II veteran from a distinguished family in Savannah. He was 72 years old. You can see some leaves and or dirt protruding from his mouth. Dirt and leaves have been stuffed into his mouth, down into his throat, which just really filled it, literally. This is obviously somebody who has, for lack of a better term, a lot of issues. This was a lot of force. This was overkill. Detective Best hits the streets to search for witnesses who may have last seen the victim. Milton liked to go to happy hour. He had a very, very narrow, narrow little area of the world that he didn't stray from. And Milton would go to a bar called Faces. At the Faces Tavern, Detective Best learns that Milton Bradley had been seen with a mysterious man who just arrived in Savannah. There was this new guy in town. He said his name was Mike. Anyway, at some point, we started playing pool. And the game ended early, because me and him wasn't getting along very well. He just seemed a little jittery or something. Something wasn't right. You could tell he was a hustler. He was there to see if he could hustle the older guys. One of the older guys at the bar that night, Milton Bradley. And when it was time for Milton to take his taxi home, uh, this guy had apparently offered him a ride. 
bartender asked me if I had a car, and I told him, yeah, I had a car. And he said, well, can you give this guy a ride? I take him out to that golf course. Well, I just got a bad vibe from the guy. He was an operator in the Navy. And he had spinal meningitis, I believe. And before you know it, he didn't even know who he was. Finally, he had a lobotomy. And he became like a little child. I don't think Milton understood anything that was happening. He apparently just thought he was getting a ride home. He may have even thought he was getting in a taxi for all that goes. Milton just really didn't understand his surroundings very well. He just started talking all crazy, and it just got real creepy. It just got to be, I, I'm going to, I'm going to this guy up, you know. Took him behind the shed, and I just beat the hell out of him. Stuffed his mouth full of dirt and left him. I don't know. I, I felt all right, you know. There's not really, really a way to describe it, you know. It's just, I guess, relief. I felt the signature was something stuffed in the mouth. But colleagues in the department think this rookie homicide detective's theory is far-fetched. To be polite, some people had their own sense of cynicism that the suspect could be a serial offender. But I've got feelings that we're close to I-95. Interstate 95 factors in this. If he's killing easy targets or gay men who a lot of times don't report crime, this could be a serial offender. Acting on his hunch, Detective Best sends out a regional teletype alerting law enforcement across the Southeast to contact him with similar homicides. On May 25th, Major Tom Reeves with the Nassau County Florida Sheriff's Department contacted me. He outlined a murder that they had, which had a lot of similarities. 130 miles south on I-95 in Nassau County, Florida, two weeks after Milton Bradley's murder, a man was found dead in his trailer and something was stuffed in his mouth. This is it. That's it, it clicked right there. This is the lead, this is the person we're looking for. The detectives decide to bring the cases to the FBI. The FBI takes the lead. They connect the killings in Savannah and Nassau County to another unsolved murder 10 weeks earlier in Daytona Beach, Florida. We put the information out to the FBI. The information that we had gave him the name of Gary Ray Bowles. Gary Ray Bowles. But what the FBI doesn't know is that in the moments after his last murder in Nassau County, Gary Ray Bowles vanished into thin air. Right after I killed him, I started searching his place, you know, to see what I could find to take with me. And I found that wallet in his closet. The wallet belongs to an acquaintance of the victim, a man named Timothy Whitfield. Had his driver's license, birth certificate, social security card. I wasn't going to carry my ID around with my name on it, knowing that the police were looking for me. 
So I took the birth certificate and social security card. I took it down to the DMV and I told him I lost my driver's license. And I basically became Timothy Ronald Whitfield. <laughs> Eight months after the first killing, a Jacksonville resident goes missing. My birthday was that Friday, and we had made plans to meet at the Outback, and he never showed up. I went by his home, and the lights were on. My husband went through the window, and I was banging on the door. He opened it and started pushing me back. But I did get past him. She finds the body of her brother, 42-year-old Walter Jamel Hinton, a floral designer who lived alone. Detective J.P. Collins responds to the scene. The victim appears to have blunt force trauma to the head. And Collins finds a twisted detail. He was face up, and he had a, uh, what I can remember is a ruby red rag stuffed in his mouth, which started sparking my mind to that pamphlet I first read. And I said, you know what? This is Gary Ray Bowles. But on a dresser, Collins finds another lead. It was a pay stub, uh, a Mariforce labor pool, I believe it was, and it had a name on it, Timothy Ronald Whitfield. I had a name. That's better than nothing whatsoever. So I had a name, and I had somewhere to look. Police contact the labor pool looking for Whitfield. The next day, they get a call that he's there. And I'm at the labor pool, and the cops come in there, and they say, are you Timothy Whitfield? And I told them, yeah. They said, we want to talk to you, and we want to question you about this. And they took me down to the police station. He may have nothing to do with this homicide whatsoever. He shows up, and we question him. He started telling me details. I believe it was about picking up his clothes, a reason to come back to the trailer, and it wasn't correct. It wasn't what he had told me before. And that's when I stopped him and I said, stop. I told you not to lie to me. Don't lie to me and tell me the truth. At that point, his demeanor changed drastically. He came forward, was about a foot from my face. And he says, you want the truth? I'll tell you the truth. I'm Gary Ray Bowles. That's who I am, Gary Ray Bowles. He's sunk down in the chair, and he said, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. Gary Ray confesses not to four, but to six murders. Jacksonville, Florida, Savannah, Georgia, Nassau County, Florida, and two more unsolved murders in Atlanta and Maryland. And the one where it all started. Daytona Beach. After pleading guilty to six murders, Gary Ray Bowles was sentenced to death and has spent the last 15 years 
on Death Row.